the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Catch the Bill Bunkley Show weekday afternoons at 4, simulcasting all across West Central Florida on AM 570, 860, 910, and 930. Follow and friend me on Twitter and Facebook at Bill Bunkley. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. The White House believes what it calls the pillars of a House-approved GOP health care bill will survive in the Senate. As health care legislation moves from the House to the Senate, White House spokeswoman Sarah Sanders says President Trump is not interested in an artificial timeline. We haven't put a timeline or a deadline. We want to get it right, not get it fast, and that's the, that's the focus. Reporters asked Sanders if the measure should be called Trump Care. Call it what you want, but we're calling it reform, and we're calling it a system that works. She says Senate changes to the House bill are expected, but believes the main principles of the current bill will remain the same. Greg Clugston, Washington. Flooding has prompted the Coast Guard to close a 77-mile stretch of the Mississippi River in Illinois, along with a 14-mile section previously closed in the St. Louis area. Coast Guard Lieutenant Sean Haley says it has to do with the bridges that span the river. They have kind of an archway, and there's not very much clearance uh, to get through when the river level rises. Ten deaths are blamed on flooding across the Midwest, six fatalities in Missouri and four in Arkansas. Chicago police have made an arrest in connection with last summer's death of a police officer's son. Every officer in this department took his murder personally, and we vowed not to stop until we found his killer. Superintendent Eddie Johnson says Anthony Moore is accused of killing Arshel Dennis III as Dennis sat on his family's porch. The Pentagon says a U.S. service member was killed in Somalia when U.S. Special Operations troops came under fire while supporting Somalia's army in an operation targeting the Al-Shabaab terror group. Closing Wall Street, the Dow ends the day up 55 points. The Nasdaq closes 25 points higher. The S&T ends the week with a 10-point gain. More on these stories at townhall.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I've been telling you about Relief Factor for about six months now. I've been using Relief Factor for a lot longer than that. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, knee pain, general muscle aches and pain, do what I did. Go to relieffactor.com, order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. Try it for three weeks, $19.95, relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or call toll-free, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Is negative content or comments on the web affecting your personal or professional reputation? Unfavorable comments, embarrassing pictures, videos, legal documents, and bad tweets can ruin your personal life, your career, or your business. Reputation.com can protect your good name. It's easy to squash the unfair attacks with our patented system. Call right now for a free expert reputation analysis. Call 800-651-4888. The Conservatives have gained ground in local elections across the U.K., the expense of labor, and the U.K. Independence Party. Wherever you look, England, Wales, and even Scotland, the Conservatives have done well. 
By contrast, the results have been disastrous for the main opposition Labour Party and for the anti-EU UKIP, which has seen its vote collapse now that Theresa May has stolen its anti-Brussels clothes. With the general election just a month away, it suggests the Conservatives are heading for victory. Not clear yet is whether it'll be the landslide Mrs May is hoping for. The BBC's Rob Watson. Italian tax officials say Google has agreed to pay $335 million to settle an ongoing tax dispute. Google's been under investigation by Milan prosecutors for the tax years 2009 through 2013. News and analysis at townhall.com. We are here to give you strength between Sundays. The Lord's Prayer. Oh, what a balance it brings to all that we do. And how we can learn about life by studying its words and following its pattern. We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Bring your appetite to Spectrum Field every Monday. Your $14 ticket includes all you can eat. That's right, you can chow down on all of your ballpark favorites, like hamburgers and hot dogs and many other concession favorites. And many Feeding Frenzy Mondays are themed with various restaurants offering samples of some of their favorite dishes. Just $14 gets you a ticket to the game and all you can eat. Visit Thresher'sBaseball.com. Thresher's Baseball, get hooked. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored in part by EDI Travel, inviting you to join Bill June 16th through the 25th for a once-in-a-lifetime pilgrimage to Israel and Jordan. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBF. Welcome to Friday. This is the Bill Bunkley Show, originating from our Tampa studios. Glad to have you with us today. It's the Friday edition, and we are simulcasting today all across West Central Florida on our Salem Radio Faith Talk stations, the answer stations, and, of course, on the biz. We have been monitoring the Florida legislature all day today because this is day number 60. This is the last quote-unquote official day of the regular session. Now, we're waiting to find out uh, what they're going to do because uh, they're not going to be able to end on time. And what I mean by that is, is that uh, we understand that the budget itself, uh, the budget that has been hammered out between the House and the uh, Florida Senate, it was just a, a little while ago where it was officially dropped. Now, what we mean by that is, is when uh, supposedly when it came out of printing and would have been printing, but it's done electronically as well, the magic time was 2.43 this afternoon. At 2.43, that's the time they're going with. Now, the Florida budget proposal has to sit for 72 hours. So that's Friday to Saturday, Saturday to Sunday, Sunday to Monday. Now, you know what that means? The earliest that the budget can be voted upon by the Florida House and the Florida Senate will be 2.44 Monday afternoon. Now, we will wait to see exactly how that's going to be played out between the two chambers because there is going to be quite a bit of discussion, quite a bit of debate. This budget is going to pass out. It's going to have enough votes in the Florida House. It's going to have enough votes in the Florida Senate. But there will be people who, uh, by and large, I'm sure, will be voting against the budget, and there will be something in the budget that they are unhappy about. It could be the lack of education spending. 
It could be the spending on school vouchers. It could be a lack of spending on the environment. It could be spending too much on the environment. You you never know where where they're going to come in at. But uh, right now we finally have the time when the budget was uh, put on the desk today. And so uh, what will happen is they're going to deliberate today, and they will either go home for a couple of days and come back. I'm talking about the individual legislators. Or they're going to uh, come back and let us know um, exactly how they feel about that's going to be for sure. Now, uh, the other thing that's happening is that we've been watching, and you know uh, there's a particular bill, uh, a House Bill 7047, and that is a bill for uh, regulating some of the professions. And uh, that's going to be um, the bill that uh, Senator Dana Young had put the class two slot machines for some of the veterans organizations to try and slip in that amendment that would actually uh, introduce slot machines uh, not only at the veterans facilities but once you do it for one you have to do it for other venues so uh, that particular amendment uh, along with fantasy sports um, was slipped in the bill the senate adopted the amendment they sent it a couple of days ago over to the house it has not it has not come into play at the House, which means it's uh, still up in what we call the midway point between the House and the Senate. It has not been brought down in messages. Now, uh, we are um, mildly optimistic that uh, since it wasn't taken up in messages, we were prepared, uh, when I say we, our representatives, we were prepared um, for the um, amendment that was drafted by Representative Scott Plakin, that uh, after some deliberations that would strip out the entire amendment language that uh, came through with um, Senator Young's amendment. So we were waiting to have the bill come out of messages onto the House, the House to take it up, and for there be an amendment offered and hopefully voted upon to take all that language out. That hasn't happened. So what that means is that uh, between now and midnight tonight, we need to know uh, when uh, the um, when this bill, if it doesn't come out tonight, that means that they have moved to allow the bill to die. Now, this bill was a, a bill that had to do with a lot of um, uh, professional regulation. It had some things in there about hairstylists, all sorts of things of the, the professions that are regulated by uh, the state of Florida. And, in fact, when it was offered on the floor, Senator uh, Baxley from Ocala even questioned the germanity of the bill, but nobody backed him. But I, I really don't know what uh, uh, <laughs> proposing slot machines uh, on a professional regulation bill had to be on the same how, – how could it be the same subject? But that's what's happened. So – we're watching that bill. Now, what's happening today is um, the legislature might be hung up on a few things here, which means that the School of Hope, which was a proposal that the speaker wanted um, very much so, there is some questions about that that have been raised. Over in the Senate, their priority was on higher education. That is, um, there's some issues there. There might be some last-minute adjustments on some other issues. So rather than the House and the Senate uh, adjourning this afternoon, 
Um, one or both of the houses could be going all the way up until midnight tonight. Now, what has happened before? Uh, what has happened before is that there have been times when when one of the two chambers get to a point where they're done. Right now, you have proposals that are bouncing back and forth in what we call messages. The Senate will take up a bill, and that's a bill that maybe had come over from the House. Maybe there's an amendment. They'll deal with that. They'll pass it out. But if they change it from the form that it came over from the House, it's got to bounce back to the House. Same thing, House and Senate. So right now, all they're doing is bouncing proposed pieces of legislation back and forth. The, the the Senate went in at 10 o'clock this morning. The House did not go in until about 1 o'clock this afternoon. There have been a recess or two in, in the process. And so right now, the House and Senate are going back and forth. Here is Here is the goal. There are certain things that the House leadership would like to finish up, get voted out, and to take home with them as reflective of their priorities and work during this legislative session. The Senate has their priorities as well. So as long as they're both in session, that means that there are important pieces of legislation either to both bodies, both to Richard Corcoran as the House Speaker, as well as Joe Negron, which is the Senate uh, President. Either we still have issues, as this goes on minute by minute, into the afternoon, possibly into the evening, what that means is there are still some pending issues that haven't got the final form that maybe both the Senate and the House are interested in. Then you have a a second category. You have interests that are important to the Florida House, interests that are important to the Florida Senate. What I have seen in the past, this is, uh, again, uh, 21, 22 years, whatever it is, uh, of being involved with this process, what I have seen is uh, one of the chambers, more often it's the House than the Senate, let's say we get to a point now or in an hour or two that everything Mr. Corcoran and his leadership team, what they want, they have already gotten. In other words, no more amendments. It's going to the governor. They've just, they've just quit. <laughs> now, what happens is when one side quits for the session, and um, what that means is, when the other side quits, let's say that, let's say that, this is just, let, let me reverse it. We don't see this often. Let's say that at 5 o'clock this afternoon, the Senate got to a point where they got all that they wanted and they adjourned. Adjourned for the Senate, or adjourned until Monday. Now, they still got to decide what time they're going to come back. They still have to formally both agree on how long to extend the session uh, to what time on Monday. But let's say when that's done, and then when the Senate's done, guess what, at 5 o'clock? When the Senate goes in a recess and they say they're done, we'll see you on Monday, guess what? Anything that's pending over on the House side, they can amend it and send it back. They can't strip off a Senate amendment and send it back. So when one side, you know, goes into recess, you know what that means to the other side? Take it or leave it. Whatever is left. How bad do you want it? Is there a bad amendment? Is that bad amendment worth worth it to kill it? Um, well, then if that's the case, then the measure doesn't pass. If it's if 
If it's no big deal, minor amendment, then you sign it and send it to the governor. So let me just tell you that there are a lot of people that are on the fourth floor. There are five floors on the main on the main uh, vista between the House and the Senate. On the fourth floor, it's the two main entrances to the House and the Senate. By the way, those entrances are never usually used by the members. They are used uh, not only for ceremonial things, but that's where the two chambers intersect. But um, on that floor, there are a lot of very concerned individuals. And what I mean by very concerned individuals is that uh, there are right now initiatives that might make it and they might not make it. So if you are a high-paid lobbyist and you've been paid to bring home the bacon and you haven't done that yet and there's still differences between the House and the Senate, right now your entire six, eight, maybe a year's worth of work is down to the wire. And uh, your client is waiting on the end of that telephone to get that to get that call. Hey, we got it through, or hey, guess what? We didn't get it through. So right now, there's a lot of high anxiety going on right now, and it also relates to the members in the House and the Senate, because there are bills now that are in play, but uh, they have not come to an agreement, and the clock is ticking because I can tell you on everything but the budget, uh, I don't see the House or the Senate agreeing to stay in session beyond 11.59 tonight because this is the last day of the session. So we have been monitoring all day long what's been happening, and uh, we'll continue to monitor what's happening uh, as we are going into the afternoon and the evening. Uh, Some very important things that uh, could still be on tap, and so we're going to continue to take a look at those and uh, have an opportunity to... um, um, discuss those. Now, coming up, uh, we're going to have an opportunity to um, talk about a book. Bottom of the hour, it's called Drain the Swamp, How Washington Corruption is Worse Than You Think. It is co-authored by Congressman Ken Buck, along with Bill Blankenstein. And Bill Blankenstein, who's been with us before, he's actually going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour It's a book uh, that talks about how Washington corruption is worse than you think. By the way, did you know that if you wanted to be a committee chairman, you had to pay to be a committee chairman in in the U.S. House of Representatives? Do you know that some of those committee chairmanships could be, I mean, they're thousands and thousands of dollars, and you have to re up every year, which means you have to go to your supporters, your special interest groups. Well, we're going to give you just a couple of the ideas coming up a little bit later on during this hour about that very question about the Washington corruption. I think your eyes are going to be opened. I question in my mind how Congressman Ken Buck can even continue to function with the fact that he's blown the whistle on some of these things that uh, many of us know. But I think you're going to find that interview very interesting coming up in a moment. So... More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up on this Friday afternoon as we're keeping a weary eye and a watchful eye on your Florida legislature. More in a moment. We'll be right back. There was a tiny crack in the corner of Mike's glass, spreading like a spider. Ah! 
across his windshield. He wasn't worried. His first thought was a new free windshield and cash on the spot. He called 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS. If it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America. Up to $100 cash back with comprehensive insurance. My name is Leslie, and my daughter, Lucy, goes to Christian school. For years, Faith Talk 570 and 910 has been helping Bay Area parents provide their children with an affordable private Christian school education. You know, I went to Christian school growing up, and I had wanted Lucy to go there. As I've been going back to work and trying to ramp up, having the 50% off thanks to Faith Talk has been huge for us. That's right. At ChristianTuitions.com, you'll find a wide selection of private Christian schools in our area with half off the first year's tuition. It has been such a gift for her. She loves the people there, absolutely loves the teachers. They pray before each class. It's just been a blessing. Half off at ChristianTuitions.com may sound too good to be true, but it is true. They talk is wonderful. If you all are considering a private Christian education and trying to really make it work, they can make it happen. Learn more and get half off your first year at ChristianTuitions.com. That's ChristianTuitions.com. Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, host of I Work For Him, heard here every weekday at 3 p.m. On Friday and I Work For Him, Ross Harris brings us the C12 Ministry in the Marketplace segment featuring Carrie Bonham with Bonham Dental. Carrie and Ross will talk about how Christ is making a huge impact in Bonham Dental and impact in the community with his faith. Pursuing a greater understanding of what God really intended for us in our workplace, tune in to I Work For Him every weekday right here on Faith Talk AM 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. We're back, Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show on this Friday afternoon, and I am checking in, uh, trying to pick up one tidbit of information because we are watching very closely the uh, final hours of the legislature uh, here on the Bill Bunkley Show. That is day number 60, and uh, a lot has been happening here in terms of um, what's been going to be the bills that are going to fly and um, which ones are not. And one of the best ways, because things are so fluent, is to uh, follow some of the reporters. And uh, the ones I like the best are the ones that are Twittering this afternoon. And so with that, um, there's been some chatter about um, what has happened in terms of the budget. And apparently down to the last few minutes, uh, Senator Latvala of uh, Clearwater has been claiming, claiming that Speaker Corcoran was changing the deals with the budget all the way up to the final moment. So uh, we're looking for that as well. And uh, right now, bills are dying. Uh, People are learning that their bills are dying. And uh, um, now I'm looking at at one of the bills that we've been looking at. Those of you, there's some folks in the area with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, that there was uh, uh, one of the specialty tags out there is called In God We Trust. Now, I'm not talking about the regular state tag that says In God We Trust. I'm talking about the specialty tag In God We Trust that's similar to the Choose Life tag. And uh, uh, there, I'm seeing that on the bill uh, there was a veterans group, um, General Milligan, uh, who at uh, one time was controller of the state of Florida, 
Um, there was a raid going on that we were uh, working to um, come against, uh, against taking money out of the In God We Trust Fund and giving it to a veterans group. And um, I'm seeing now that uh, the very tag that uh, we were dealing with just a couple of minutes ago, uh, Aaron Bean is the senator, um, and there's a license plate amendment. And so we don't know exactly. uh, I'll find out more when we get off the program, but that's one of the things that we've been looking at. I want to tell you, when you've got billions and billions of dollars at stake, and then you've got bills at stake, and it's going to be the topic of my Monday, something to think about, Even though the budget will be uh, signed off on and the legislature will adjourn on Monday, it's going to take several days, my friends, before we find out what was in that budget, what was not in that budget. And uh, there's going to be surprises, surprises. And we're also going to have the same thing happening with some of the bills uh, in these last couple of days because the amendments are flying back and forth. And here's what will happen. Let's say that I'm on the floor, I'm a state senator, and um, Amendment number 47567, and the president says, uh, uh, Senator Bunkley, uh, tell us about this amendment. And I may take my microphone and say, uh, Mr. President, this is just an amendment. We're we're just uh, uh, going to be uh, taking care of a few more kids uh, in this pot, uh, talking about the foster care, blah, 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 blah. And uh, that's what it's going to be. And the next thing you know, any objections? Any objections? No objections. I see no objections. Uh, the Amendment 425 is on the bill. Now let's vote for that bill. Final passage again. They vote for the final bill and send it back. Now, I've just muttered a few things about what this amendment is about, right? Now keep in mind today... There's been amendments and amendments and amendments, just like I'm I'm snapping my fingers this afternoon. I mean, boom, 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 boom. And there's no way that these are coming and going so fast that you can read all the amendments. So when you have a senator, if myself, I'm I'm being the questionable one, if Mr. Bunkley, the senator, is what we call mumbling. You know what mumbling is? Like when your kids mumble, hey, what are you doing? You know, in the back room. What was that? Well, you know, you know the mumble, right? You know when they're mumbling and they're doing something they're not supposed to do. Well, let me just say I've got a few senators that I've I've been around a long time. I know the mumble, and so today there have been some some things mumbled along, and it could be a fifteen-page amendment. Are you with me? Oh, it's nothing. It's just technical in nature, and they voted through. And so, guess what? It goes back to the other chamber, gets voted out, goes to the governor, governor signs it, and guess what? But it could be another four or five days when the dust settles and you start going through all of this legislation and realize, are you kidding me? Are you telling me that Bunkley got this amendment on this bill? Oh, my word. This was a a good bill that went to a bad bill. Now, you know I wrote about that the other day. Now, I'll give you a little hint. Monday I'm introducing, and, and, and I was talking to Joe Weaver, our operations manager, about this. Now, I know today uh, Jose Cruz is producing. Uh, Mike Miracle, our new producer, is in Atlanta right now, a uh, family member getting married. But um, I want to ask you a question. Just quick, quick moment, my audience. Do you remember, it's a two-part question. Well, it's a three-part question. First of all, do you remember an actor by the name of Jim Neighbors? 
Now, that's N-A-B-O-R-S, not like good neighbors like State Farm. Jim Neighbors. Now, do you realize that he played? Do you remember who he played? What is he best known for? And he was a United States Marine. Gomer Powell. And that was Gomer Powell. Now, in my Mondays, something to think about, you'll hear it. What was one of the what was one of the 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 uh, trademark responses of Gomer Pyle? He would say, "What do you remember that Jose starts?" Golly! What was the other one? Starts with an S. Shazam! He'd also say, "Surprise! Surprise!" surprise. <laughs> All right. So I've taken off on that theme. Now the question is, how many of you out there remember Gomer Powell? Because that's what we were talking about, or remember Jim Neighbors. But I talk about my Monday piece. Hey, we won't know what's in the budget in some areas. We don't know what's gotten through on the bills. But it reminds me every year of good old Jim Neighbors and Gomer Powell because in the next few days we'll be looking at stuff and the reporters will be finding it. We'll be finding it. And it is surprise, surprise. Guess what got in the budget? Surprise, surprise. Guess what amendment got on that bill? And sometimes they're like, surprise, surprise, look what they cut out of the bill. You know what I mean? It can go two ways. What got popped in? What got popped out? So uh, I know we had some of our staff members. uh, I'm in Tampa today, so I'm back in my office, and uh, I'm doing a triple cast, okay? I'm listening on my laptop to the Florida House. I'm listening to the Florida Senate on my smartphone, and at the same time, I was watching the press briefing uh, at the White House. So in my line of work, I'm listening to three different people talking, moving around whenever I hear something I need to zone in on, and that's why at the end of the day, especially the last two weeks of the session, I have a pretty healthy headache. So coming up in a moment, going to have a chance to uh, talk about Draining the Swamp. That's a brand new book. And uh, those of you that will stick with me in the second hour over on uh, 570 and 910, our um, Fate Talk stations, I'll be having my weekly conversation with uh, folks in the family. It's going to be Bob Walaszewski. And then we'll head out to California for our weekly conversation about the movies with our friends from Movie Guide. And going to talk about that new movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. All that and more in the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't touch that dial. Don't go away. Because I'll be right back. I'll be looking for you. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. The White House expressing confidence at what it calls the pillars of the House-approved Republican health care bill will be preserved by the Senate as the bill worked its way through the Senate. Flooding has prompted the Coast Guard to close a 77-mile stretch of the Mississippi River in Illinois. That's in addition to a 14-mile section previously closed in the St. Louis area. Ten deaths have been blamed on flooding across the Midwest. Chicago police make an arrest in connection with last summer's death of a police officer's son, Superintendent Eddie Johnson says Anthony Moore is accused of killing Arshel Dennis III as Dennis sat on his family's porch. A higher close for Wall Street today. The Dow was up 55 points, closing at 21,007. The Nasdaq, 25 points higher. More details at srnnews.com. 
Do you remember the story of Jesus' baptism in the Jordan River or Peter's words to Jesus in the midst of the storm on Galilee? The stories of our faith. Let them come alive like never before as you experience Israel. A 10-day odyssey, November 1st through 10th, during Jerusalem's 50th anniversary. You'll enjoy luxury accommodations. Most of all, the stories of our faith will come alive like never before. Experience Israel. Register today. Keywords experience Israel at letstalkfaith.com. For me, it was the big S class from the 90s. Beautiful. My friend's dad had one. The SL. All of the SLs. I've been watching those since I was a kid. I think the 1971 SE was the first Mercedes that just blew me away. Everyone remembers the first time they saw one and the day they began to long for a Mercedes-Benz of their own. Well, that day may be a lot closer than you think. With a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz, you can experience the luxury, the unparalleled safety, the performance, and the style Mercedes-Benz is famous for at a price you can afford. Beautiful SUVs, sedans, coupes, and convertibles that are factory certified and covered by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to three years, so you can drive without a worry for as far as you like. And during the certified pre-owned sales event going on now through May 31st, you can receive two years of complimentary prepaid maintenance and special financing available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services, only at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. You've waited long enough. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on certified pre-owned warranties. Learning about God in the school makes it easier to live for God outside of school. I love that I'm able to be a Christian and not have to worry about what other people think of me. Sarasota Christian School is a faith-based Christian school that instills values in children pre-K to 12th grade. My parents certainly raised me in faith, but it wasn't driven home in the school system. You know, here my kids talk about different scriptures in the Bible. And I think that, to me, has made my children not just religious kids, but Christian kids. At Sarasota Christian, they pride themselves on small class sizes and individualized attention. Personally, I like that it's a smaller school, so we're able to connect with the teachers. They know us on more of a personal level. The teachers really want you to succeed in their class. They don't just give you the information, but they really want individual students to do well. Learn more at sarasotachristian.org. That's sarasotachristian.org. Saturday mornings at 8, Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen. Well, the premarital agreement should have been drafted to anticipate a circumstance and change in wealth, and you premarital generally has provisions, what's mine is mine and yours is yours, and I can do whatever I want to with mine, and you waive your statutory rights to the estate, and you can protect your estate with a premarital agreement. Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen. Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here. And uh, I've been waiting to have a chance to talk about this next book that uh, we reviewed this week. The name of the book is called Drain the Swamp. Does that uh, resonate with uh, any of you fine listeners out there? It is uh, how Washington corruption is worse than you think. Well, a lot of us think it's pretty bad, so I think this is going to be pretty interesting. It was co-authored by Congressman Ken Buck and Bill Blankstein. And... um, I want to tell you about Bill a little bit because he's joining us this afternoon. He's actually very active with Faith Walkers, and um, he is um, a founder, and that's an organization that's helping Christians live an authentic life. 
Uh, he hails from Atlanta, Georgia, with his wife and six children. Uh, he actually founded Faith Walkers as a writer and teacher to equip Christians to think, live, and lead with abundant faith. He also serves as vice president of content and operations for Polymath Innovations and Pathos Labs. He uh, serves as the junior scholar of cultural theology and the director of development for the Center for Cultural Leadership and as an associate trainer in Guam with John Maxwell's Equip Leadership. And uh, I'll give you his uh, website here in just a moment to connect with uh, his blog and his church. With that, Bill, good to have you with us this afternoon. You and uh, Congressman Buck got together and you wrote the book, Drain the Swamp. What are you hoping to accomplish by further exposing a little bit of what a lot of our listeners may know on the surface, but by, by diving down, it, it really is a lot worse. What is the goal for the book? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on, Bill. Greatly appreciate that. Always good to be on your show. Uh, I, I think that the congressman, congressman and I, uh, you know, Congressman Buck went to Washington, uh, like a lot of good people uh, with great principles, expecting to be able to get something done for the American people. And, and while he still fights for that every day, what he soon found out is that the corruption in Congress is so great that it makes it virtually impossible to accomplish anything in any any brief period of time. And so I think one of the things we want to accomplish is that as people look to Washington right now and see President Trump trying to accomplish his agenda and Republican leadership responding and the Democrats, uh, frankly, jumping in to try to mess it all up, um, this book will really give an understanding of why it is so difficult to get anything constructive done in Washington. And uh, not only do we expose a lot of the problems there, but then we then offer some solutions, what we believe is one of the only ways that things are going to change. Now, this book was particularly intriguing to me because um, I'm 21, 22 years in our state capital here in Tallahassee, yeah. uh, work in the process, and uh, to have someone who's a member of either party to actually come out, and I, I won't call this a tell-all book, but it's telling a lot, mm-hmm. uh, Sure. Um, normally, uh, with leadership, uh, and in fact, you write about this in the book, leadership is usually none too happy about all of this. So uh, sure. what conversations have you had with the congressman about uh, the type of repercussions he either can expect or is already experiencing already? Sure. Well, as we detail in the book, you know, in his first two years in Congress, he, he already had to deal with great repercussions, uh, standing for principle, even with his own party leadership. And so from the start, his attitude has been, hey, uh, first of all, I'm here to serve the American people and not the Republican Party as my first duty. Uh, and secondly, you know, they've already thrown everything at him. So what else has he got to, to lose? Um, it, it's really about the legacy. And this really goes to the crux of the problem, Bill, is that when members go to Congress, whether at the state level or the national level, as you well know, if you've spent decades in that, uh, you know, people tend to put their self-interests ahead of what's best for the country, ahead of what's best for the state, um, and they tend to default to using government for their own good. Uh, in spite of their promises when they went there. And and the system is designed uh, by default to encourage that kind of behavior. And so, so that's what we're really pushing to change is that, uh, yes, we need to take on uh, his own party leadership. The, the Democrats are already leading the way in corruption. Let's not have the Republican Party following along behind. Mm. In Chapter 7, you write about the swamp-based accounting 
Mm. And, uh, of course, Washington is a big shell game. We know that, uh, and you write and you lay out a great um, uh, um, groundwork for times of war, other situations where you've sure. had to do a fair amount uh, of, of borrowing, but uh, you really blow the whistle because right now we're really in some unprecedented territory. And the question is, maybe if President Trump can accomplish some of what he wants to do in terms of the net uh, revenues by lowering taxes, but uh, uh, some think that we may be beyond the point of no return in, in, in terms of deficit. Talk about that. Absolutely. Uh, you make a great point. You know, when we came out of World War II, our country had uh, a, a national debt at about, about a little over 100 percent of the national economy. Uh, we're there again today. We're at post-World War II debt levels, and yet we haven't fought a world war uh, to save the cause of freedom. Uh, and so we're in a very precarious position. So as President Trump approaches the, the budget process, you know, one of the things that we need to realize is that the government is simply out of control. Uh, in our book, we call it uh, the zombie government. Um, you know, we often – one of the things we don't realize is that the executive branch, the agencies in the executive branch, through fees and fines and settlements, they generate $516 billion. That's more than half a trillion dollars that they raise that is off-budget. Now, the entire deficit was only $439 billion, right? So the, the entire deficit approved by Congress was less than what these agencies are raising on the side, and Congress has no oversight over them. So this is the madness that President Trump is attempting to deal with and, and why we think it's going to be so difficult for him to make any kind of meaningful progress, especially if people are looking for a quick fix. And right now, as we're looking at uh, even the budget uh, extension with uh, not a whole lot of uh, President uh, Trump's initiatives in it, we're already starting to see this uh, this self-fulfilling prophecy take a role again. If you're just joining us, a book I'm recommending this afternoon is entitled Drain the Swamp, How Washington Corruption is Worse Than You Think co-authored by Congressman Ken Buck and my guest today, Bill Blankshane. And by the way, if you want to connect with Bill, you can do that at faithwalkers.com. That's faithwalkers.com. He's got a blog and uh, leadership um, items there as well, and so I want to tell you about that. Now, I often, you refer to a little bit different, but um, I, I, I sort of kiddingly talk about the fact that uh, Congress is kind of like the WWE, I mean, you've got everybody parading out on Monday and Tuesday night, and uh, they all got their scripts. There's a bad guy and a good guy. and uh, But then if you're in one of those cities and go to one of the finest restaurants about midnight, wow, the good guys and the bad guys are sitting together, and they seem like they're having a good time. Does that yeah. kind of describe to you what you're, the point you're trying to get away, get to us in terms of the Democrats, Republicans, the, the club of, uh, of the Congress, if you will? Absolutely. You know, we use the word bipartisan bankruptcy. It isn't that, that both Democrats and Republicans, um, are, you know, when you go to Washington, you tend to think that there's this great battle between them. But the reality, behind the scenes, there's all too much uh, getting along and uh, getting along famously as they spend us further and further into debt. Uh, and this game gets played. And in the book, uh, we detail how that game gets played, how, how, it, how representatives get sucked into the game in the first place. And then how it gets played, and that essentially, as long as you're willing to cover for me on this side of the aisle, I'll cover for you on that side of the aisle. Uh, and so I would absolutely agree with that. And, and we give several examples in the book of, 
of that taking place. And and this is why this is why, for example, uh, we end up with the, both the Republican Party and the Democrat Party uh, running attack ads against their own people at times because uh, they refuse to play along with this game. So so absolutely, uh, the problem is is a bipartisan problem that is more about a crisis of character than about uh, getting the right party in charge. Although uh, certainly uh, the Democrats have led the charge uh, on plunging us further into debt and 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 model um, this corruption that we're talking about. Hmm. And my listeners, you may have heard me talk about in the past, it's called uh, incumbent protection here in the state uh-huh. of Florida. <laughs> and the same thing happens there. And, and yes, when relationships are built uh, to try and get uh, bills through and you've got that compromise going, that relationships are built. But what happens is over time, those long term uh, members of Congress, they they end up uh, getting used to each other, and therefore we end up getting very little accomplished. Now, when you were um, talking uh, with a congressman about the writing of this book, um, was there one particular event, one particular abuse, one particular uh, event that stood out in the congressman's mind that was like the top of the list of the most egregious abuse of power? Absolutely. Um, And I must say, you know, I had the privilege of talking to several other congressmen, both on and off the record in preparing this. Um, One of the biggest ones that that really shocks people uh, is the reality that if you want to serve in Congress, you have to pay to play. And what that means is that a representative is, is elected by the people of America to represent them in Congress as their constitutional right. And yet when that representative goes to the U.S. Congress as a member of the Republican Party, for example, both parties do it. But as a member of the Republican Party, if that, if that representative wants to serve on a committee, they have to pay the Republican Party. Now, if you want to get anything done in Congress, you have to serve on a committee. That's how things get done. And so when the American people elect someone, that person goes to Congress and has to pay a political party. Now, here's the the insane thing about this. Political parties are not branches of government. They are private entities, partisan entities. Mm-hmm. And so what we're saying is that, hey, uh, you've been elected by the people of America to do their business, but – we're not going to let you do their business unless you pay us first. Uh, there's a name for, for that, and it will get you arrested in a lot of circumstances. Uh, but it, here's what happens. We go to Congress. If you want to serve on a committee, uh, it, it costs a congressman $450,000 they have to raise to serve on a committee. Now, if you want to be in leadership, that price tag goes up to a million, five million, all the way up to $20 million that the speaker has to bring to the table to pay the party to do the job that the people elected them to do. I'll tell you what, that is ridiculous. Well, one more last question in our time remaining. Um, What can readers of your book, what can they do after reading this book, Drain the Swamp, How Washington Corruption is Worse Than You Think? How can they read your book? And then what's the action plan? What What can they do after that? Absolutely. I'm so glad you asked because we didn't want to leave people with no hope because there is hope, we believe. Uh, last time I was on your show, Bill, I was talking about another book called You Will Be Made to Care. Yes. And I and I think what, what needs to happen is Congress needs to be made to care. <laughs> the American people need to realize that our founders gave us the mechanism to force Congress to listen to us. You know, Article 5 of our Constitution lays out how our Constitution can be amended. 
amended. It, it doesn't just lay out the fact that Congress can amend it. The states can amend it. The people can appeal to the states directly to that. So in several chapters, we lay out in detail how that should happen, how that can happen, how it's already happening, and what are the issues that we can use that, that, that really need to be changed, such as a balanced budget amendment, term limits, a number of things like that. In short, we believe the American people can be trusted with their government more than uh, representatives stuck in this system. The system needs to be changed. It's become corrupt. The swamp needs to be drained. And the only way it can be done is not by putting our hope in one single president or one single man, no matter how good or bad they may be. Uh, it's going to come down to us, the American right. people, engaging, taking action, and using, we believe, the Article 5 mechanism to make Congress care. All right. Got to leave it there. I highly recommend get your copy of Drain the Swamp, How Washington Corruption is Worse than you think, co-authored by Congressman Ken Buck with Bill Blankstein. And Bill, thanks so much for being with us, and I highly recommend your book this afternoon. Always a pleasure. Thanks, sir. All righty. All right, let's take a quick time out. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America. That's right, Tampa Bay. If you have a cracked windshield and full coverage insurance, they can install a new one for free and buy back your old one for up to $100 cash on the spot. Call 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America. My name is Leslie, and my daughter, Lucy, goes to Christian school. For years, Faith Talk 570 and 910 has been helping Bay Area parents provide their children with an affordable private Christian school education. You know, I went to Christian school growing up, and I had wanted Lucy to go there. As I've been going back to work and trying to ramp up, having the 50% off thanks to Faith Talk has been huge for us. That's right. At ChristianTuitions.com, you'll find a wide selection of private Christian schools in our area with half off the first year's tuition. It has been such a gift for her. She loves the people there, absolutely loves the teachers. They pray before each class. It's just been a blessing. Half off at ChristianTuitions.com may sound too good to be true, but it is true. Faith Talk is wonderful. If you all are considering a private Christian education and trying to really make it work, they can make it happen. Learn more and get half off your first year at ChristianTuitions.com. That's ChristianTuitions.com. Profile America, Friday, May 5th. In Spanish, today's date is Cinco de Mayo, and celebrations will be held in many cities across the U.S., as well as Mexico. These events mark the anniversary of the Battle of Puebla in 1862, when outnumbered Mexican troops defeated the invading French forces of Napoleon III. Over the years, the celebration has evolved from one of military victory to a colorful and vibrant event celebrating Mexican culture. This is also National Salsa Month, appropriate in an evolving United States where sales of salsa, tortillas, and tortilla chips outsell ketchup, hamburger buns, and potato chips. There are about 34 million people of Mexican descent in the U.S., or about 11% of the total population. Some 26 million Hispanic people live in either California or Texas. Profile America is beginning its 21st year as a public service of the U.S. Census Bureau. Writing a Christian book 
you're doing an amazing thing, getting it all down on paper. But once you've got the manuscript, then what? Well, you can spend a year or more trying to find a publisher, or you can cut right to the chase. Make your book real with Zulon Press. Finding a publisher is time-consuming and uncertain. With Zulon Press, things are quick and definite. They specialize in one thing, helping Christian authors put their books in print. Zulon Press will publish your book. Zulon Press gets it into bookstores. Your book is on Amazon. Work with Zulon Press, and there's no question, you are a published author. If you're writing a Christian book, get your free publishing guide from Zulon Press. Just log on to ChristianPublishing.com. That's ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press, book publishing by Christians for Christians. Get your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press is a division of Salem Communications, the same people who bring you this nifty radio station. Weekday mornings at 6, join Pastor Steve Kreloff for Verse by Verse. I want you to know that the Bible does reveal enough truth about suffering in terms of general principles that help us put a great deal of our suffering in perspective. Listen to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff, weekday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. We're back, Bill Bunkley here. It is 52 minutes past the hour on this very busy Friday afternoon as we are monitoring the Florida legislature. We are learning from the Miami Herald now that moms and dads will indeed have more power to challenge their child's classroom books or other lesson materials that you, the parents, deem distasteful, offensive, or inappropriate for public schools. Because the bill that I've been talking about passed the legislature today. That's right. Here's the latest update as we're keeping an eye on the things that are flying all around in Tallahassee right now. Lawmakers argue county school boards aren't giving parents a fair say, according to Christian Clark, who is reporting for the Miami Herald, uh, saying that uh, school boards are not giving parents a, a fair say to contest those instructional materials they find offensive. So, Mom and Dad, you might want to write down House Bill 989, because if you want to be able to go down to your local school board and say, I don't like this book, I don't like this, I don't like that, I think we ought to do this, it's returning some local control to the textbook process, and you might want to write Governor Scott, reference to House Bill 989, and say, please sign that bill. Now, those that oppose the bill the bill fear that it makes it easier for parents uh, to object on philosophical grounds to some core topics their children are taught, such as evolution, hmm, sex education, hmm, how about the teaching of historical events, hmm, or how about the lack thereof, amen, because that's the problem. Kids aren't getting enough history, they're not getting enough civics, but, um, Guess what? I mean, even subjects such as slavery or the Holocaust. Now, I want to tell you that um, the Florida Senate approved the bill 1917. Now, can you do the math? There are 40 members of the Florida Senate. And so it looks like this was very close to party line, party line vote with 19 yeas, 17 nays. There was about 40 minutes of debate. 
And I want to tell you that uh, Miami-Dade Republican uh, Anna Terry Flores and Renee Garcia opposed it, along with the chamber's 15 Democrats. Now, some of you may know this senator. His name is Tom Lee from the Thonona Sassa Brandon area. He was the state sponsor of this bill. He was the Senate sponsor of the bill. He was a sponsor of this bill in the Senate. Tom Lay spoke up and said the critics' concerns about extreme complaints were unwarranted because he said the legislation limits what kind of objection the parents could make. Now, if you want to read the bill, that's always helpful. I can tell you the bill states that parents and residents of a school district are available to challenge any classroom materials. So it's not just books. Are you with me? They can go to the library and uh, talk about some of those questionable books that we found there as well, or even reading lists. And we found that some reading lists, I think the latest one I talked about was in Pasco County, actually contain pornographic content or or content that's not suitable uh, to the students' needs and their ability to comprehend the material presented or is inappropriate for the grade level and the age group. That's a direct quote from the bill. Um, here's some vague language as well as how the bill defines the resident, the resident who can make the official challenge to the school board that has Democrats concerned. They also worry that, uh, if a judge has to get involved with this, it could override the authority of elected school board members. Oh my, oh my, you're telling me that a school board member or a school board that the parents might have might be able to override a school board. Oh, my word, the sky is falling, the end is coming. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Well, I'm being a little bit illustrative here because that's the type of, you know, you get in the last week where everybody's got a little bit of sleep and the the nerves are kind of frayed. I'm just giving an example of this is bill after bill after bill. This is the type of give and take that goes. So I want to tell you, Terry Kemple, some of you know who Terry is, Community Issues Forum out in Brandon, who's been very involved with the Hillsborough County School Board. This is the type of news that I can tell you that Terry Kemple is going to be excited about because he has been very involved with uh, dealing with the issue of parental rights as it comes to education. And um, we're going to have some enhancements to the, to the Gardner Scholarship, I believe the McKay Scholarship as well. And uh, we're going to have uh, some of the kids that are in failing schools are going to be able to take some of those vouchers and uh, looking at potentially, uh, if, if it gets done, having the um, organization of new charter schools in some of these very difficult neighborhoods. So as I said, uh, just about every day next week, even throughout the weekend, you're going to learn more and more along with me. Because there are so many bills that are flying around right now, it's hard to it's hard to keep track. And that's what we're going to be doing here as we keep an eye on the Tallahassee beat. We keep an eye on the local beat. That doesn't mean like yesterday when we have big news like the president signing the uh, Religious Liberty Executive Order. When we have the um, the House passing out the Affordable Care, Affordable, Affordable Care Act, or I would say the Unaffordable Care Act. We're going to bring you that as well. But um, I got to tell you, it's not usually on a Friday afternoon, except when the legislature is getting ready to wrap up, that we are as busy as we are today. So, um, hey, I want to tell you that uh, coming up next on AM 860 and 930, it's my friend Jay Sekulow. Don't want to miss that. 
Coming up next on AM 57910, it's Hour 2 of the Bill Bunkley Show and my special guests. And for all others, <clears throat> thank you, excuse me, thank you for being with us on this Friday afternoon. I'll keep you informed on the Tallahassee beat, the local beat, and the Washington beat starting at 4 on Monday. Till then, hey, thanks for being with us for this first hour. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call Save the Children right now. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Give online at 88givenow.org. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. President Trump has signed his first piece of major legislation. The president put his signature on a $1 trillion spending bill that will fund the government through September. The bill cleared both houses of Congress this week ahead of a midnight Friday deadline. Mr. Trump signed the measure privately at his home in New Jersey, where he's spending the weekend. White House correspondent Greg Pugston. Meanwhile, the White House doesn't expect the Senate to make drastic changes to the House-approved GOP health care bill. We're not going to get ahead of the legislative process. We expect there to be some changes, uh, but we expect the principles and the main pillars of the health care bill as it exists now to remain the same. Deputy Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says there's no deadline for Senate approval because President Trump wants to get it right, not get it fast. The U.S. Coast Guard has closed a 77-mile stretch of the Mississippi River in Illinois from Chester to Cairo. U.S. Coast Guard Lieutenant Sean Haley says the flooding on the Mississippi makes navigation harder. When you increase the amount of water in the river, the, uh, the current is a little bit stronger, the volume of the water is moving a little bit faster, and uh, the decisions by the towing vessel operators just have to be made a bit quicker. Heavy rain last weekend led to significant flooding in several Midwestern states. Most rivers are now receding, but the Mississippi River is still rising in some spots. Crests are expected over the weekend in communities south of St. Louis. French presidential candidate Marine Le Pen tells the Associated Press that whether or not she wins Sunday's runoff vote, we changed everything. In an interview in her Paris headquarters, Le Pen says there could still be a surprise on Sunday, despite polls showing she's trailing independent Emmanuel Macron by a large margin. On Wall Street, the Dow by 55 points to 21,007. The Nasdaq rose 25. The S&P advanced 10. Oil up 70 cents to 46.22 a barrel. More on these stories at townhall.com. Dennis Prager here. And for two years now, I've been telling you about my wife, Sue, who tried Relief Factor because of her knee pain, and it worked. And if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle aches and pain, do what my wife, Sue, did. Try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com 
or call them toll-free, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. This is Bill's Yard, and Bill's a grill master, not a grass expert. Still, he won't let weeds invade his backyard barbecue kingdom. And with Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed, Bill's greasy thumb is just as good as a green thumb. Because Scott's Weed Grip formula is twice as effective on dandelions as it used to be. So Bill can clear out weeds, green up his lawn, and hold his spatula high. This is a Scott's Yard. Pick up Scott's Weed and Feed today. North Korean state media report U.S. and South Korean agents are plotting to kill North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. North Korea says a terrorist group supported by the CIA and South Korean intelligence plan to use a biochemical substance to kill its leaders. It claims the plotters were bribed and intended to release the poison at a public parade in Pyongyang. The North Koreans claim the toxic substance developed by the CIA was meant to take effect 6 to 12 months after being deployed. Pyongyang has offered no evidence to back its detailed claims. BBC correspondent Michael Bristow. A renowned plant scientist credited with developing tastier strawberries is in a jam with his former employer. University of California Davis is suing retired Professor Douglas Shaw, saying he stole the school's intellectual property by taking some of the fruits of his research with him when he created his own company. Shaw countersued, saying the university unfairly kept his work locked in a freezer. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. A German airport offers a prayer booth delivering spiritual connections in 65 languages. Feeling nervous before your flight? Travelers at one German airport can now receive spiritual solace by entering a booth and listening to a prayer of their choice before boarding the plane. The prayer booth at Stuttgart Airport's Terminal 3 features 300 prayers from various religions in 65 different languages. The photo booth-sized cabin offers a vast variety, including the Christian Lord's Prayer, the Jewish Shema, and the Islamic Call to Prayer. The Hindu Hare Krishna chant and a funeral ceremony from the Solomon Islands are also available. The prayers are free of charge. I'm Walter Ratliff. A St. Louis jury awarded a Virginia woman $110.5 million in the latest lawsuit alleging that using Johnson & Johnson's baby powder causes cancer. The jury ruling for 62-year-old Lois Slemp comes after three previous St. Louis juries awarded a total of $197 million to plaintiffs. More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored in part by EDI Travel, inviting you to join Bill June 16th through the 25th for a once-in-a-lifetime pilgrimage to Israel and Jordan. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. 
Welcome back on this very cool Friday afternoon. Now, that's not just talking about the content of our show, but if you've been outside, that uh, front that came through last night and uh, the weather that's behind it, it's going to be fun heading out to my son's uh, baseball game tonight. And guess what? It's going to be kind of a neat weekend. But we've got something cool coming up this hour as well because it's our weekly visit with Focus on the Family. Bob Walaszewski is going to be with us. Of course, he's director of Focus on the Family's Media and Culture Department. Going to give you a real heads up about the new controversial Netflix series, 13 Reasons Why. It is a series about uh, youngsters and suicide, and there's a lot of cautions that one should be considering before you or your family would even get close to watching that. So Bob will be along in just a moment. And if it's Friday, it means it's also a movie guy. So we'll be heading out to California. California and uh, plugging in with the Hollywood beat from uh, our friends at Movie Guide today. Ben Kaiser is going to be joining us, and uh, we're going to give you some cautions about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. You know, that uh, very, well, fun-looking movie with all the animals. You've got to be very careful. A lot of uh, bad language, a lot of violence. We'll caution you on that. And plus, we've got a couple of articles to talk about. All that on the Bill Bunkley Show. So don't touch that dial. We'll get underway in just a moment. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. We'll be right back. True wisdom involves the proper knowledge of God and ourselves. That's John MacArthur from Grace to You, talking about his new book, None Other, which we want to give to you absolutely free. These are practical, applied truths about God. Get your free copy by logging on to our station website and use the keywords None Other and discover the God of the Bible. Why not ask for your free copy of John MacArthur's None Other today? Order yours at letstalkfaith.com. 25 years ago, the World Wide Web was launched. Dances with Wolves was voted the best picture, and most importantly, Rivard Buick GMC was established in the bustling suburb of Brandon, Florida on Route 60. To thrive in a competitive automotive industry, when you're going up against the huge mega dealerships, it's no small feat. But Roger Rivard and his crack team of loyal, enthusiastic employees outwork the competition every day on both the sales side and service side of the business. Rivard Buick GMC is the number one Sierra dealership in the state of Florida. They have the selection needed to satisfy the most discerning Sierra buyers. And during the select model sale in May, you'll save up to $10,000 on select GMCs and Buicks. Go to RivardBuickGMC.com for details. When you see Roger and his staff at many of the community events this year, make sure you say congratulations on a very successful 25 years. That's Rivard Buick GMC. Route 60, Brandon. The next time you could use a pick-me-up, head over to Godvine.com for uplifting and inspirational videos that you'll truly love. Join the millions of Christians from around the world who watch and share Godvine videos each day. They know that Godvine videos are specially chosen to bring joy and share the love of God and the wonder of His creations. For the very best Christian videos, visit us today at Godvine.com. My name is Leslie, and my daughter, Lucy, goes to Christian school. 
For years, Faith Talk 570 and 910 has been helping Bay Area parents provide their children with an affordable private Christian school education. You know, I went to Christian school growing up, and I had wanted Lucy to go there. As I've been going back to work and trying to ramp up, having the 50% off thanks to Faith Talk has been huge for us. That's right. At ChristianTuitions.com, you'll find a wide selection of private Christian schools in our area with half off the first year's tuition. It has been such a gift for her. She loves the people there, absolutely loves the teachers. They pray before each class. It's just been a blessing. Half off at ChristianTuitions.com may sound too good to be true, but it is true. Faith Talk is wonderful. If you all are considering a private Christian education and trying to really make it work, they can make it happen. Learn more and get half off your first year at ChristianTuitions.com. That's ChristianTuitions.com. Hi, I'm Lois Falconetti, co-owner of Dominic's Blinds and Decor. Dominic's is a Hunter Douglas dealer proudly selling American-made blinds, shades, and shutters. Be a shade above the rest. Buy American, not imports from China, and help keep our economy strong. Dominic's Blinds and Decor. Visit us at Clark & McIntosh in Sarasota or call 922-2345. 922-2345. Dominic's Blinds, American-made, not from China. Know the Truth with Pastor Philip DeCourcy. It's a powerful moment at the beginning of the gospel. What do we read in Galatians 4, verse 4? In the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son. God was preparing the world for Jesus' birth. God was preparing the world for His public ministry. Weekday mornings at 9.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. back on the Friday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show, and, and we're going to be uh, having a, a chat with uh, Focus on the Family, as we do each and every week, and we have Movie Guy coming up in just a moment as well. But uh, my next guest, I'll tell you what, his voice is just so familiar all across the United States, and many people just associate that voice with Focus on the Family. Of course, I'm talking about Bob Walaszewski, who's the director of Focus on the Family's Media and Culture Department, and you hear him giving us great advice on a very regular basis here on Faith Talk 570 and 910 as well as 102.1 FM. Today we're going to be talking about a controversial Netflix series called 13 Reasons Why. But uh, also remind you that Bob hosts a daily 60-second radio feature heard in more than 900 communities across the nation. His daily plugged-in Entertainment Review reaches more than 8 million listeners. Wow, I'm just blown away by that. Uh, Addressing popular movies, DVDs, music, video games, and apps. And this was uh, nominated, actually, for a National Religious Broadcasters Award in 2011. As a spokesman for Plugged In, he has been extensively interviewed on the controversial entertainment issues that confront families today in most every media outlet. And he's got a book I recommend, Plugged In Parenting, How to Raise Media-Savvy Kids with Love, Not War. That came out in 2011. He's a former youth pastor, and uh, he's been fo- with folks in the family since back in September 1991. Lisa's his wife. He has two adult children, 
and uh, he enjoys the snow. That's good because they're living out in Colorado Springs, as well as water skiing in the summertime, not the wintertime, I hope. And he also is a half marathon runner. Bob, good to have you exclusively on my show this afternoon. Good to have you. <laughs> Bill, it's a, it's a privilege to be back on your show. I always uh, consider it a great joy. Well, I'm just glad you didn't like scuba diving or something like that. That might not, not have been a, a real biggie out there in uh, Colorado Springs, right? <laughs> I have done that. I have. I actually have scuba. I actually checked that one off my bucket list. I don't know if I'll ever do that one again. That was a, it was a bit tough for this kid. Now, have you jumped out of airplanes, too? Nope, haven't done that, but I have taken up in my older age the uh, sport of kiteboarding, of all things. Uh, I wish I'd, uh, I wish it had been around when I was in my 20s. It wasn't, uh, but my daughter, who is in her 20s, took it up, and she's really good. And, uh, and so I thought, well, I'm going to give it a shot. So I have gotten up. I have gone a little ways, but I'm not very good at it yet, but maybe one of these days. So. Yeah, I've uh, people ask me all the time, and I, I don't know why. I've, I've done cave diving, all sorts of things, but I've never have really gotten excited about jumping out of a perfectly uh, fine operating airplane, but who knows? Who knows? <laughs> maybe, someday. Someday. maybe someday. Maybe someday. Someday, yep. someday. Never All right, say, let's never get never. let's get to our topic. Uh, there may be a lot of people listening who have no idea. Uh, sure. Well, maybe Netflix has a series, much less a series. Thirteen reasons why. Uh, let's jump jump right in. What is this series all about? Well, it came out on March 31st, so it's really just uh, a little over a month old. All 13 episodes is uh, Netflix uh, often does. They put them out at the same time, so people can watch them however they want to if they decide to watch them. Now, about a year ago at this time, the cultural phenomenon that was taking America by storm was Pokemon Go. We kind of dropped everything we were doing in the plugged-in department and put all sorts of extra effort into Pokemon Go, and that turned out to be a pretty innocent uh, little uh, fun game and the, the worst you could say was that some people were playing it while driving their cars and there were a few fender benders and some kids were playing it and adults playing it while uh, walking across the street looking at their at their phone playing the game and uh, some had gotten hit by cars and there was some weirdness that way but nothing major and uh, on that one now fast forward to this year and uh, and it's the drop everything cultural phenomenon of the day in the in the last few weeks for sure since it came out is this uh, 13 reasons why in a nutshell in a nutshell it's it starts uh the opening episode we learned that a girl named a teenager named Hannah Baker has killed herself and she has six cassette tapes um, and on one side of the cassette, side one, then side two, she, she gives 13 uh, reasons why she is about to do what she is going to do, which is kill herself. And every single one of those reasons is a person. It's because you did this to me. You didn't stand up for me. You were rude here to me. You didn't see me at this point. And, uh, and now... Uh, I'm going to have to do what I'm about to do, which is commit. So we know she's dead, and then when we get to the final episode, we actually 
watch her in a bathtub. She is clothed, um, but she slices her wrist in, oh, so graphic. Mm. Graphic, graphic, graphic. I mean, you know, we're watching the blood spurting out like crazy, and her shaking as she dies uh, in this bathtub. And uh, and the and the the overall lesson, although the um, I know the executive producer Selena Gomez would argue with me, but the overall message appears to be, although there are a few other messages from time to time that contradict it, but. The takeaway message is, you know, it's not when a person commits suicide, perhaps they make that decision themselves. But in Hannah's case, it wasn't really her decision. It it, it was everyone else who wronged her in such a way she really had no other choice but to do this. And uh, that takeaway message, of course, I think most people would say is absolutely wrong. I mean, um, many, many teenagers today are hurt and going through problems mm-hmm. and have been betrayed. Uh, and if they get the message, and, and I think unfortunately some will, uh, that everything going on is everyone else's fault. And if you really want to get back at the people who have been hurting you, then commit suicide and leave some kind of note or leave some kind of tape or leave some kind of video, leave some kind of audio that says, hey, here's how you wronged me, and it's your fault. Mm. Now, you mentioned Selena Gomez, uh, who is uh, producer and director. Now, uh, she got behind this project because I believe she believes it sends an anti-suicide message but there's also many out there, many in the culture, that are saying that it actually glamorizes suicide. Uh, where do you, Bob Walaszewski, come down on this issue? Well, even if the show was conclusively anti-suicide, which I'll tell you, of course, why I don't believe it is, but even if it was, let's just say that I was saying, yes, it very much is. And uh, I, I totally agree with Selena on this one. Um, Suicide is not the only problem with this show, and I want to make that very, very clear. It poses, it, or it, it positions the fact that normal teen life involves lots of drinking and partying, lots of drugs, tons of sexual activity, lying to your clueless parents, um, always using profanity when you speak. In fact, don't hardly ever use a sentence where you're not using an F-bomb or two. Um, so there's a lot more problem content besides the suicide message, but the suicide message is definitely there. Now, in fairness, um, as I alluded to earlier, there are a few characters that will say occasionally. Now, remember, this is 13 episodes, almost an hour, mm. and one one episode is over an hour. But there, so it's almost 13 hours worth of material. It's like it's like a 13 hour movie or 13 hour miniseries. It's rated. Um, uh, mature MA for mature audiences only, but that's because TV goes that way. If it was rated like we're more used to it, it the movie theater, this would be an R-rated movie, and we would be talking about this as not a light R, but a very hard R. We'd say, yo, this is a very hard R-rated movie, but because it's not R, I think a lot of parents um, are okay with it. Anyways, back to 
the the suicide message. I think Selena Gomez got behind it because she said, "Hey, by the very very end, you've heard a few people say um, that it's you know it was really Hannah's fault." And uh, and and by the when we're going to watch it really gruesomely, we're going to it's not going to paint us any kind of rosy picture of it. And uh, and and we're hoping that the takeaway message is kids will go, "Oh, I would never want to do that. Oh, that's just a terrible thing." And she made the absolute wrong decision. Well, in a in a wonderful world, maybe that's true, but I just have a feeling – I know. I mean I've been a youth pastor. I've worked with teens uh, all my adult life, um, and I know that there is a percentage of teens that when they see a film like this where the main person gets back at the people that hurt her by – she thinks she's getting back by committing suicide and sending these tapes of blame to everyone – that it is it is sending an opposite message than Selena Gomez is trying to send. It is sending this is this is what you really should do if you've been hurt. And really, do you have much choice? It's saying. I mean, aren't there times when the only way out is really for you to take your own life? Mm. And um, and 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 that message is coming through for some kids. Was it intentional? No, I don't believe it was intentional. But that that's. That's not saying it's not coming through that way. Mm. And young people or adults, we're going to look at a situation like this and say, boy, that's me, or I can relate, or, or boy. And and so we get back to this question, and of course, uh, Bob, you and I are Christ followers, and uh, so we know that we have a, uh, a guidebook for living. We have a playbook, if you will, that we know what truth is. We know where we can go for the right impressions and the right answers. But for young people, and with all the mixed messages in the world today, when kids are exposed to this, and then I'm just thinking as the parents that are listening in this afternoon, and not only do we have the suicide message that uh, is troubling, but some of the other things that are in this in this particular uh, series, and because it's, it's glamorized in the media or on Netflix, uh, I'm with you. I, I'm I'm more concerned about the additional confusion and the the, the the additional false narrative that that this interpretation from the culture gives me the answers I need and the decision I need to make. Uh, and that's why I think that, um, especially for our very impressionable young people who are dealing with others in their particular age range. I mean, we. We have an ongoing thing. We have to deal about a youngster committing suicide. Now we have, uh, you know, the former Florida Gator, Florida Patriots, uh, Hernandez, hung himself, suicide yes. in his cell. And, 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 and then now we're dealing with the fact that he possibly used a, a cut to put uh, 316 on the wall and then also 316 on his forehead. I mean, we're, we're glamorizing this in some way as an acceptable way out, and we know this scripture says quite the contrary. Right. Here's the way I would describe what I think Netflix has done with this series. Let's just say you're a high school teacher, Bill, and and you're teaching essentially sophomores in high school, give or take. You've got a classroom of about 30, and uh, and. And you decide you want to have a good discussion among your teens on what constitutes healthy sexuality today. 
And let's just say you decide to start this conversation. You rent a pornographic triple X rated film mm. and you show it in your class. Mm. And then you, you say at the very end when it's all done, okay, now we're going to, you just saw that. Now we're going to say what possibly was good about that film? How did it possibly portray something that was healthy and good? And, and, and if there was any problems along the way, you know, let's just ignore those because we're going to – we really want to talk more about what, what constitutes a healthy attitude here. Now, of course, my illustration here is absolutely ridiculous because who should ever do something as foolish and unwise and downright stupid is to start a conversation by doing something like that. But in my mind, that's exactly what Netflix has done um, with this conversation that I believe with a good heart behind it, I'm not going to say I, their motivation was wrong, that they want to have a conversation. They want teens to have a conversation about what what suicide looks like. But to do it, they've actually brought up some of the most egregious 13 hours worth of material aimed at teens ever. And then they say, okay, we hope you get the message by the end that really we're kind of anti-suicide. You get it? Get it? Mm. Get it? Mm. You get it? And uh, and I think they're hoping kids will go, yeah, yeah, we got it. We got it. No, I think, yeah, I think some kids will say, oh, terrible, terrible. But there's still, there's a percentage. I don't know what that percentage is, but there's a percentage of kids are going to get the, the absolute opposite message, just like a teacher who would show a pornographic film in a classroom is probably going to have most kids get the opposite message. Mm. Now, we have a resource uh, I want to uh, point to you along with uh, Bob Walaszewski in just a moment. But I also want to remind you that we have uh, excellent re- uh, excellent website that uh, I'm always recommend. That's focusonthefamily.com. Focusonthefamily.com, which should be bookmarked uh, on your home and office PC, uh, because not only with this, with so many other areas, it's so very important for us to uh, to get to some truth. But let, let's talk about parents, because you know, teens today. Uh, I know there was a time where we used to talk about, well, you better get that software, you better get that stuff that's going to, you know, screen things out. I just get the feeling that uh, kids are so over the ma- all over the map today, and even their parents, I don't know, I don't know, uh, w- w- what degree do you think even parents have this sort of uh, uh, attention to what their kids are watching? I- I'm getting the sense it's getting less and less every day. What say you? Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of that. Uh, of course, there's also some very, you know, wonderful, strong, you know, very committed Christian kids out there who want to change the world and parents who are very involved in their lives and are making a, a, a wonderful and powerful difference. And, you know, kudos to, to those. Um, but just the fact that a show like this can come out and uh, take the culture by storm like it really has. I just I was on the plane the other day. I was reading a story in USA Today about 13 reasons why our local paper two days ago uh, had a story on 13 reasons why. Um, it was saying how Netflix has decided to beef up their uh, discretionary warnings before a couple sh- shows, and especially at the beginning. I mean, again, it's just – and people are Facebooking about it. They're talking about it. I was uh, working out 
the other day. I, I worked out regularly. I was working out though, and uh, and one of the guys uh, that I don't know all that well, um, but he he knows what I do here at Plug at Focus and plugged in, and uh, he works at Focus too, of course. And uh, he just said, "Bob, can I ask you a question?" I said, "What?" He said, "Have you ever heard of the show Thirteen Reasons Why?" <laughs> and I said, "Absolutely." Have I? You know, it is just one of those things where the culture is saying, you know, it's telling us this is the hot button right now, this show. And this is what kids, especially middle schoolers, so that junior high age, we've got parents right now who think they're thinking to themselves, my kids know nothing about that. And I would say, I would at least ask them. Uh, one takeaway from this program is that parents should probably say, hey, I was listening to a radio show today. I've never heard of it. They were discussing a, a cultural phenomenon show called 13 Reasons Why. Have you heard of it? And, uh, and if the kids say, no, I've never heard of it, well, good, then say, well, and they can talk about it. Well, here's, what's, here's a few of the points that they were making. But my guess is that probably about 90% of the kids are going to say, yeah. And probably, surprise, surprise, um, some of those kids are going to say, and I've, I've seen them all, Mom. Mm-hmm. I've seen them all, Dad. Uh, when did you see them? Well, I can watch them on my phone, um, and I've just been watching them, uh, you know, before I go to bed, just off my phone. All right, but you know? let me hop in. We got less than a minute. I know there's a resource that I want to get out to our folks from Focus on the Family. What is that resource that deals with suicide, bullying, cyberbullying, sexting, cutting, all of that? What is it? Very quickly. Yeah, we're actually a fuzz early on that, but I'm just going to say that resource is coming. Uh, I was just in the proofing process yesterday. There's several of us. Like I said, we dropped everything for Pokemon last year. That was innocent, but we're dropping everything to get this resource out. Um, so it, it, it will be available at focusonthefamily.com pretty soon um and then once they get there i would say use our search engine um to get that resource i'm sure we'll have it highlighted some way but we're not quite there yet but it's coming very quickly all right again bob olisetsky my guest this afternoon my good friend go to focus on the family.com focus on the family.com bob as always thanks for being with us look forward to our next conversation yes bill thank you bill god bless i'm bill bunkley we'll be right back This is the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Hiring rebounded in April as U.S. employers added 211,000 jobs. Sign the economy's sluggish growth in the first three months of the year may prove temporary. The Labor Department says the unemployment rate ticked down to 4.4% from 4.5%, reaching its lowest level in a decade. The figures suggest that businesses expect consumer demand to rebound after a lackluster showing in the first quarter when Americans boosted their spending at the slowest pace in seven years. Average paychecks grew more slowly, increasing 2.5% over the past 12 months. That's below March's annual gain. Typically, employers are forced to pay more as they compete for a smaller pool of unemployed workers. On Wall Street, the Dow by 55 points, the Nasdaq rose 25, the S&P advanced 10. This is SRN News. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? 
Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. That's 800-518-4020. I love the word entrust. Hello, this is Chuck Swindoll. There's a great use of that word in Peter's first letter. Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God entrust their souls to a faithful creator. You know what entrust means? It means to make a deposit. It's interesting that when you make a deposit in your local bank, usually there's a limit to what they'll accept. That bank doesn't want to assume too great a liability for what you entrust to them. But on the other hand, here's an infinite God who knows no limits, and multiplied millions upon millions of Christians can deposit themselves in His care. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. Thank you for making my dream a reality and publishing my very first book. Karen Notner is author of Is Jesus Your Pearl? You encouraged me, you laughed with me, and you held my hand through the entire process. Karen's publisher is Zulon Press. Do you dream about publishing? Make the dream real with America's fastest growing Christian book publisher. Your free publishing guide is waiting at ChristianPublishing.com. Thank you so much to all the wonderful professionals at Zulon Press. Visit Zulon Press at ChristianPublishing.com. Sunday morning at 9, join Rabbi Stephen Weiler for Heart of Messiah. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So here we see that God has said, I'm going to set up for you and your descendants, Abraham, a special land. Heart of Messiah, Sunday morning at 9 on Faith Talk, AM 570, and online at letstalkfaith.com. Do you remember the story of Jesus' baptism in the Jordan River or Peter's words to Jesus in the midst of the storm on Galilee? The stories of our faith. Let them come alive like never before as you experience Israel. A 10-day odyssey, November 1st through 10th, during Jerusalem's 50th anniversary. You'll enjoy luxury accommodations. Most of all, the stories of our faith will come alive like never before. Experience Israel. Register today. Keywords experience Israel at letstalkfaith.com. Then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands, Welcome back. It's Friday afternoon. That means it's time for a movie guide. And we're excited as we get a chance to uh, sort of take our trip on out to California and find out what's happening on the Hollywood beat with our friends at Movie Guy. But before, I want to remind you that coming up tomorrow morning on Fox & Friends, that's Saturday, May the 6th, 
Dr. Robert Jeffress is going to be weighing in at about 7.50 Eastern Time. And I'm sure he's going to be talking about the the National Day of Prayer. May even have something to uh, talk about in terms of uh, the Religious uh, Freedom Amendment that was signed in by the President, as well as uh, possibly some comments on the first step of the repeal, replace of Obamacare. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress, who you hear right here on our radio station, is going to be tomorrow morning, Fox and Friends, uh, 7.50 a.m. We invite you to tune in. Ben Kaiser is with me this afternoon, and of course he is the uh, managing editor for a very, very wonderful organization called Movie Guide. I want to remind you that movieguide.org is the preferred um, place that we uh, suggest that you go. They do the best job, I think, of giving you an opportunity as a parent or just as a consumer of movies or other forms of entertainment to uh, get their evaluation if uh, that particular venue, uh, that particular movie is appropriate for viewing for your family from a Christian worldview. And again, uh, Dr. Ted Bear is probably the most influential person working both inside and outside Hollywood as it comes to movies. And he is always advocating and promoting a Christian worldview to the industry's producers, directors, and actors. And of course, each year we look forward to the Movie Guide Awards. And uh, with that, Ben, good to have you with us today. Good to be with you, Bill. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think that that's a name that uh, folks in our audience would be uh, aware of. So take us through uh, this movie and what what the thoughts are of Movie Guide. Yeah, so I'll just start out by stating the movie is what we call a mixed bag. That means there's some good elements, but there's also some uh, negative elements. And we're going to get to those negatives in a bit. But the plot Essentially, it's a, it's a sequel to the first movie. It takes place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and uh, it's uh, about this uh, character, uh, Peter Quill, who's also known as Star-Lord, and he's played by the uh, wonderful Chris Pratt, who, who I just saw a few weeks ago. Um, great, great actor. He does a great job in this movie. But in this one, uh, uh, Peter Quill and his ragtag uh, uh, misfits, who they call the Guardians, um, they're trying to protect the galaxy from, from certain threats. In the first movie, people remember that these were criminals that at the end of the movie kind of became heroes, and now they're, they're a bit more redeemed. And uh, the team includes, you have Rocket Raccoon, you have uh, Groot, this, uh, that's the tree humanoid that kind of steals the show, and you have Gamora and Drax and a few other characters. And in this movie... Peter's dealing with uh, um, the fact that he never knew his father from a young age. His, his father was never present, but in the sequel, his father shows up, and uh, his father's name is Ego, and he's played by Kurt Russell. And, and uh, uh, Peter Quill, Quill finds out that his father is actually this ancient cosmic being that is extremely powerful and extremely old, and that means that Peter Quill is is also part human but part this cosmic mysterious being Uh, but he also finds out that his father has ulterior motives that aren't so good and essentially he has to come to terms with the fact that that his father isn't so great and they have to try to stop whatever plan ego has has uh planned there's uh the plot gets a little bit convoluted and around uh, uh ego's character uh, but for the most part, it's a lot of fun. The action is good. There's a lot of funny moment, moments. Uh, the character of Groot specifically is is really adorable. 
but here's where the problems uh, come in. Though the, though the worldview um, is primarily biblical with a lot of strong themes of self sacrifice, especially self-sacrifice, they come off uh, in very like touching moments. Um, there's a lot of foul language, way too much foul language, especially for a Marvel movie. Uh, this is, uh, of all the Marvel movies, this one has the most uh, amount of obscenities and profanities, close to 40, which is, uh, for a movie targeted towards kids, um, that, that's way too much, including a lot of S-words and uh, a lot of other obscenities that we list uh, on the review. And then the other problem is that some of the violence, while it's not overtly graphic, uh, there's a little too much uh, uh, lightheartedness taking place around the violence and around some of the deaths, even some of the, uh, the villains that die. Uh, you know, we believe death is a serious thing, and it's not something that should be laughed or joked about. So there's some scenes that are just a little a little odd and uh, uh, frustrating. So we ended up giving the movie a minus two. Like I said at the beginning, there are some positive elements, some positive themes, but there's enough content that's objectionable that it's definitely not for young children. And we just want to caution people because a lot of the marketing, they're trying to uh, intrigue young young viewers because you have this baby this baby tree humanoid and you have this talking raccoon and they have like toys and merchandise and, and Happy Meals all centered around this movie. But it's really not for the young children because of the amount of foul language and violence. So we just really want to caution people not to take your kids to this movie. It's not family friendly. Maybe for older teenagers, uh, it's all right. Uh, but, uh, you know, please be cautious. We gave it four stars for quality. That's our best quality rating because it's an entertaining movie, but minus two, uh, which means extreme caution. Ben Kaiser, could you speak a little bit? Because I think that you guys are expert in this area. When we go to the movies, um, movies, I remember one of the jingles from years ago used to be go and escape to the movies because you want to have this experience. You want to you want to sort of take a little time out. Maybe it was a, a death in the family. Maybe it's been a stressful thing at work. Maybe problems at home. But but you go to the movies to escape, and whether it's a comedy or a drama or whatnot. So, th- so then you've got the idea that you, you go into this environment, and then kids have been very impressionable. And, and we know this, young people, we're all impressionable because – when we look at what we see over and over in the movies in a particular culture, and then we go to an area that doesn't have the movies, doesn't have the cable, and we see such a difference in the people. We see difference in the kids. And so here we have a movie that is glamorizing a ton of profanity for very young, impressionable eyes. And then we also see this that uh, instead of being kind of cute with the animals, a whole lot of violence. And then these kids subconsciously take this away. Talk about how it's movies like this taken with the other things that are exposed to our children. Is there any reason why the the kids are, are turning out the way they are? Mean, harsh, road rage, uh, aggressive with guns, the whole nine yards, because they see it at the movies. Uh, you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, it, it's really devastating when I, you know, walk down the street and I hear 10-year-olds with the mouths of sailors just 
cursing up a storm and it's like where are they learning this part of it's at school but a lot of the root comes from kids are seeing it in the media they're they're being exposed to to things that they should not uh, be exposed to at that young age and what do they see when they uh, either see their parents practice something or or uh, something in movie they want to repeat it because they think it looks cool I mean we were going to talk about this uh, uh, ad campaign from Kraft uh, mac and cheese yes where they have an ad campaign called swear swear like a mother and they're they're joking about you know they say that 75% 75% of mothers uh, uh, have admitted to cursing in front of their children, and they're making this campaign about embracing the fact, and, and uh, it, you know, it, maybe you'll be a better mother, uh, a more effective mother if you use cuss words in front of your children. It's ridiculous, and uh, I, I think we gotta, we got to stop, stop this. we got to be able to uh, uh, go to the movies, like you're saying, and, and kind of be able to let down our guard so we're not having to put up this, these walls and, and we should feel safe at the movies, but that's not the case anymore. And and that's why we have to, first of all, we have to be discerning as viewers and, and train ourselves to be on guard for, for content. But we uh, that's why we at Movie Guide are also working in Hollywood and trying to, to convince studios, convince filmmakers to make movies that families can feel safe to go to, that they so that they don't have to go to the movie and be concerned of what's going to be thrown at them. Um, so we're, we're we we kind of have the the two prong system. We want families to practice discernment and to be on guard because that's what Scripture uh, tells us to to be to be ready uh, to uh, essentially defend the faith from anything that that comes their way, and that includes the media. But we're also working in Hollywood. To get, to, to get them to, to make the movie theater a safer environment for the family. And Ben Kaiser, of course, uh, Ben's with us uh, most Friday afternoons uh, along. It's either himself or Dr. Ted Bear who joins us. And, uh, of course, I uh, want to remind you again that if you're listening for the first time and if you have to buy your home or office PC, go to movieguide.org. That's movieguide.org. It is my highly recommended site for you to um, be able to know exactly what's happening with movies like the the Galaxy movie we're talking about. And by the way, two great apps, one for iPhone as well as Android. Keep those with you as well uh, because a lot of people are depending on that smartphone for so many uh, informational resources in your life today. But uh, keep that handy so that if you're on the run, thinking about going to a movie, you can also do a quick check and make sure that you don't get halfway through a movie and say, oh, my word, what am I doing? What am I exposing my kids to? Of course, movieguide.org will keep you out of that situation. Getting back to, to this, because we're going to talk about pornography in a minute, but but w- w- when we look at this craft decision, now, now here is craft. I mean craft. I mean, we're talking about mayonnaise. We're talking about what craft does. This is a reflection that not only in the executive department, the executive level, I should say, of craft, but also in what they, they must be getting in the new crop of the generational uh, folks that are coming into advertising agencies. This, what we see, and it's again, it's, it's an article you need to be looking at at movieguide.org on this idea about uh, from Kraft, hey, Mom, you know what? Just use some curse words. That'll make it become more effective. And and so here we have this this sort of crudeness in the culture, 
and we're now seeing reflective. And is it any surprise to you that we start seeing these things? Because as the kids that are being exposed to these things grow up, it's their new normal. It's what they think is going to connect. And we're going to see more and more of this. And it just shows us how important it is for us to not only be involved with our kids, explaining a, 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 a Christian worldview, and, and it holding to that out when we're out and about in public because when we are silent and the majority seems that this is the norm, this is where we're heading. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, it, it gets very disturbing because with social media, with instant communication through the uh, the digital world, you know, bad things can be spread and embraced very quickly, and uh, this is why we need to be making an impact. And I know that that's what Dr. Bear and your staff is all about when it comes to trying to, to get to these directors, producers, and writers before a movie like this comes out. I, I think you're completely right. And this uh, this whole craft macaroni campaign, macaroni and cheese campaign, where they're encouraging mother, uh, mothers to, like, swear in front of their children – it really is a reflection of like where people think our culture is and where the media is trying to push us. Just last year, there was that movie Bad Moms that came out, and we campaigned hard against it. And unfortunately, it, it uh, did end up making money at the box office. They, they won people over and were able to get people uh, interested in seeing the movie because it, it sells this idea of, uh, of celebrating our flaws. Now, obviously, everyone is is uh, imperfect. No, no one has it all together. But the, the difference is we should be striving towards bettering ourselves. We should be striving towards purity, towards uh, wholesome behavior, wholesome talk, uh, towards being closer towards God. We don't celebrate our sinfulness. We don't celebrate uh, all of our, our flaws and our, that are ingrained into our human nature. We strive towards something better. And that's the problem with, with where our culture is right now. They think that it's better to, uh, uh, to, to celebrate and stay Stay where we're at, and we as Christians know that's not where we're called to be. So that's why we're coming against things like like this uh, craft uh, mac and cheese ad campaign. We want to tell them that this is something that we're against. We we want to strive towards something better and not give in to uh, our sinful hearts. Mm. Now I want to tell you, in addition to that, you can get that article at uh, movieguide.org. That's movieguide.org. That's the craft mac and cheese. Uh, wants, uh, wants your moms to swear out there to connect. But uh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, talk about uh, Chris Rock and how Chris Rock joins many other celebrities speaking about the negative effects of porn. Yeah. Uh, now, Chris Rock, I mean, he's, I'm not going to endorse his lifestyle or, or everything. Yeah, hello. <laughs> he's, got, he's got quite the mouth. But it was interesting in one of his comedy Routines where he was he was talking about his uh, recent divorce to his wife, whom he was married uh, for 16 years to, uh, but also talked about how how his infidelity played into that uh, broken marriage and also his addiction to pornography, for mm. which he ended up receiving uh, uh, treatment for. And uh, uh, this is just becoming more and more of a public thing where actors, Hollywood actors, who aren't even Christians are coming out uh, uh, speaking against the negative effects of pornography. Actors like uh, Josh Radner from How I Met Your Mother and even the uh, former Playboy model uh, Pamela Anderson uh, wrote an op-ed talking about the effects of uh, pornography. So 
I think it's really neat that that this is coming out into the light and the public and people that you'd never expect to speak out on this issue are speaking out. And uh, I, I think that's good. I think we need to encourage that and, and also push people towards healing. Ultimately, you know, Jesus is the one that, that breaks us free from, from uh, all bondage. Uh, but I think that is something we need to encourage people towards. We need to talk about it and, uh, and also, uh, you know, uh, encourage celebrities to do so as well because they have such a, a big platform and such a unique ability to, to reach millions of people. Mm. And I want to remind our audience that, uh, you know, sin, sin is fun. Sin is exhilarating. Sin is is a great time, but it only lasts for a very short period of time. And then the consequences of sin, Uh, just because you turn away from it, you know that God will forgive you. But it doesn't mean that you may carry some scars all the way with you to your last breath. And the other observation is, it, it, for most people, when you're young, you know, you know, everything is uh, is a party. Everything is having a great time. And then when you start getting a little bit senior in age and you start realizing the fact that uh, because of the the sin of the garden, we're not going to live forever. And we start realizing what is the, the long term consequences of risky behavior. And uh, with few exceptions that uh, some folks that will party to the end. But, you know, Ben Kaiser, uh, it's amazing when some of these individuals start getting a little bit older. And uh, let's just take uh, Chris Rock. I mean, he's got some devastation in his life. Um, Reality really will always come through, won't it? Absolutely. And I think the other thing is, the question is, do you learn from your past mistakes? I mean, we look at Solomon in the Bible. He was the wisest man to ever walk the earth, and he made some horrible decisions. So it's one thing to know the truth, to know the difference between what's right and what's wrong, and then it's another to act on it. That's what we call prudence, to make the right decision. It's it's one thing to know that, oh, I really should not be going to this movie because it's going gonna, it's gonna to impact me in bad ways. It's another to be like, no, I'm not going to go to this movie. I'm instead going to watch something that's wholesome, that, that upholds uh, uh, my, my values, and that helps me to, to think of things that are pure, that are mm. of good report, as Philippians 4.8 says. So uh, that's one major difference. you got to understand wisdom is one thing, but the the prudence to act and do what's right is another. And that's, that's where our culture really needs to improve on. And we're going to end on that very fine word of wisdom. Ben Kaiser has been my guest this afternoon. The website is movieguide.org, movieguide.org. I want you to go there, bookmark that, because there's a lot of great wisdom and direction there as well. Ben, thanks for being with us today. We look forward to our next conversation. Thanks so much, Bill. God bless. God bless. All right, uh, coming up in a few moments, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, with today's Living Truth message, The Myth of More, Part 1. The Myth of More, Part 1, comes from Ecclesiastes 5-8. I'm Bill Bunkley. Till Monday at 4, have a great weekend. God bless and good night. Pastors and counselors, there are people in your pews and waiting rooms struggling with same-sex attraction. New Hearts Outreach invites you to their annual Pastors and Counselors Luncheon with two dates, Thursday, May 11th at South Tampa Fellowship and Friday, May 12th at Plant City's First Baptist Church. Pastor Mike Gecki will share his story and you'll learn how to care more effectively for those suffering same-sex attraction. Luncheon is free and open to all. RSVP at NHOTampa.com. That's NHOTampa.com. 25 years ago, 
the World Wide Web was launched. Dances with Wolves was voted the best picture, and most importantly, Rivard Buick GMC was established in the bustling suburb of Brandon, Florida on Route 60. To thrive in a competitive automotive industry, when you're going up against the huge mega dealerships, it's no small feat. But Roger Rivard and his crack team of loyal, enthusiastic employees outwork the competition every day on both the sales side and service side of the business. Rivard Buick GMC is the number one Sierra dealership in the state of Florida. They have the selection needed to satisfy the most discerning Sierra buyers. And during the select model sale in May, you'll save up to $10,000 on select GMCs and Buicks. Go to RevarBuickGMC.com for details. When you see Roger and his staff at many of the community events this year, make sure you say congratulations on a very successful 25 years. That's Rivar Buick GMC, Route 6. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.